Hi everyone. Welcome to my brand new podcast Master of None. I am Dinakaran and I have been working in the IT industry for over a decade now. Through this podcast, I would like to provide a running commentary on the emerging and new trends in the tech industry, focusing predominantly on the intersection of cloud, programming, architecture, devops, machine learning and security. I hope you find these topics discussed in the podcast interesting. Let's get started. Hi everyone. In this episode, we are going to discuss about event driven architecture. So, uh, just before discussing what is event driven architecture, we could look at a typical scenario. Let's say we are uh, building a web application and the flow could be a user registration. So, typically what happens is that when a user registers, uh, we need to store the user details in a user registry and then probably return back a successful response so this is very uh, synchronous process wherein the user submits some details the user details are uh, like created in our user registry and the response is sent back right so this is a very straightforward flow but uh, there are some additional uh, like you know processing that we may need to do so let's say for example uh, we have multiple uh, downstream systems and we need to share this particular profile information not all profile information but very uh, some of the attributes of the profile that we need to send right so we may uh, like you know have to uh, send it to a downstream application so essentially you will plug in to your normal flow this downstream uh, the request to send the data to the downstream application right so it's all good now even even still now it's basically a synchronous uh, request user creates it you store the details in the user registry and also you send it to your backend system right so uh, uh, down the lane there may be additional requirements that is coming in right so uh, the business users would say that you know they want to understand how many users are like you know created on a daily basis and they want to build some analytics around it so they will request you to like you know share that information to the analytics application which is also another backend right so you would go and probably add this uh, like you know already we have two uh, like you know operations to be done and then we are adding a third operation uh, to call the analytics system right and probably the other thing that could come up in the future would also be uh, like probably sending a notification whenever a user creates a whenever the user is created right probably an email or an sms or a notification right so and then we have to write our logic into the existing one right so if you look at it some of the uh, uh, like you know requirements have to be synchronous in the sense like you know you need to uh, like you know uh, register the user and send back a success or a failure messages but there are other use cases which need not be asynchronous for example to send the data to an analytics service or probably to send the email or sms probably with a slight delay of one or few seconds or also even to the backend system right so this could all be not necessarily a synchronous process we could even do it with a eventual consistency where you know like after a small delay right so with this current system of you know having to do everything in a synchronous uh, what it actually results is there are two or three challenges that we have right so one is like the time taken to execute all these uh, different operations in the main flow would actually be like you know there will be an increase in latency and latency in the sense like it will take a lot of time to process and then send back the data 
Uh, so that's not going to be a very good user experience, right? And second thing is like, uh, like, you know, as we start writing, uh, like, you know, more logic for every new backend systems, right? So your code also is getting uh, like, you know, uh, kind of, uh, there is a lot of code that you're writing to connect to this different systems. And if there is a new uh, backend that is coming in for where you need to, you know, send similar data, then you need to always go and, you know, touch the code in the, uh, like, you know, main flow, right? And there is a chance that, you know, the, uh, there can be things that can go wrong and it can imp impact every other thing, right? Let's say, for example, your backend, uh, like an analytic system is down, right? And in, in your main flow, you are going to have everything in a synchronous flow. Then just because the analytic service is not there, you are going to, like, you know, fail that particular entire system, right? So that's not a very ideal way to do. So this particular design of, you know, having everything in synchronous, uh, like, you know, is going to, uh, like, you know, uh, have this particular problem of tight coupling between the main uh, actual user flow and then the, like, you know, other flows that are primarily not required, uh, like, you know, as part of the synchronous request, right? So this is where we have this challenge. So there is a tight coupling that has actually happened and uh, the time taken to send back the response is also higher and uh, non-critical uh, like you know flows if they are going to fail the main flow is also going to fail which is not going to give a very good user experience right and if there is a better is there a better way and the other thing that we need to understand is that everything is all about an event here right so basically a user is getting created so that's the event and at the during that event creation is where you need to do this right now we may have 10 different things to be done but probably it mean the future it can be also 15 or 20 different operations that we may need to do right and some of them or may not be uh, need to be processed uh, synchronously right so this to avoid these kind of challenges is where the event driven architecture is actually as a paradigm is slowly evolving so in the example that i explained uh, before uh, of a new user creation and multiple backend system uh, that needs to kind of you know get the notification whenever a new user is created right so that is one pattern that we have right uh, but the other pattern could be like you know uh, let's say for example a new backend system uh, wants to kind of you know integrate with us but the only criteria for them is that they are not just happy with the events that we are going to send post the integration but even before that right so they want a history of all the things that has actually happened uh, in terms of a, the user creation right let's say for example we have gone live with our system and we have 100 new users created in the last 10 days right and then a new backend system is going to integrate so they just not happy with you know getting that information in the future but they also want to get the details of all the different uh, like you know users who have been created right so how do we go about like you know solving those kind of you know business use cases as well right so they are uh, like you know it's, it's now not just about you know kind of you know integrating between systems right uh, usually right for such a scenario what we could typically think of is like when a new system is trying to integrate you would probably have to go and you know fetch from the uh, database probably or share a data dump right as to the all the users who have been created and we go about that way right so that is one approach we have but 
are there any better approaches that we could also think about it right so there are two flows that we talked about one is more on an application integration perspective and any future like you know uh, events could be probably shared to the downstream systems the other case that we are now discussing is like you know what happens is like when a new system is coming in but they also want to get a history of all the like you know information that were previously uh, like you know created or you know available right so how do we go about uh, like you know solving these kind of uh, use cases or business problems using driven driven architecture is what we will see in the rest of the episode uh, to understand event driven architecture we need to first understand uh, events which are the basic and fundamental component events are records of something that has happened a change in state uh, interested parties can subscribe and get notified of the changes as such in an event driven architecture uh, events play a very central role and the event driven architecture is uh, uh, very much in range uh, it is due to the evolution of the distributed systems and the microservices uh, architecture that is now very common so in a event driven architecture uh, the interactions instead of being point to point and synchronous events are asynchronous and multiple systems can subscribe to the events right so events have become the central focus in the new systems and uh, this helps to avoid the decoupling of the systems and ensure there are good level of isolation without any tight coupling and some of the general characteristics of an event driven architecture are they are eventually consistent unlike the point to point synchronous communication that are strongly consistent and uh, traditionally where where we are kind of you know uh, map it in a traditional world right so we have this uh, enterprise application integration patterns right wherein uh, to connect two different systems uh, we use these kind of patterns and uh, these are all mostly the communication happens mostly through rest soap or the enterprise service pass that we call it as a esp or using batch jobs right wherein you kind of you know uh, share the data between two systems these are the fundamental ways and if you want to connect uh, between uh, to a uh, uh, the data part of it right uh, mostly like you know to connect this uh, for the business intelligence purpose analytics etc we use etl right and uh, uh, we probably have our data stored in some databases and then we have the business intelligence to that kind of you know uh, fetch the data mostly through a batch processing that is where we uh, that is how systems behave so one part is basically the application integration the other one would be the data integration right so in in case of event integration uh, what happens is that uh, it can actually solve both these type kind of different use cases be it whether the uh, like you know events has to be uh, used for the application integration between two different applications or two different systems or even for the data integration where you need to use a traditional etl process to load the data to extract load and transform so for both these purposes uh, events can be used and uh, that is how uh, the market is actually moving to
so in the event driven architecture paradigm so there are two patterns right so the first pattern is what we can call it as a reactive event driven system uh, which is which are essentially message queues right so the popular ones that everybody is mostly aware of on is the publisher subscriber mechanism right so the there are uh, uh, three different components here right so the first one is basically the event producer an application that kind of produces the event and these events are uh, kind of you know stored in the processing platform and any subscriber uh, like you know event subscriber they will be able to consume that particular event right and uh, this is how uh, the whole thing actually works right and uh, so the advantages that we are getting with this is because uh, these are two different systems and there is uh, they are all decoupled they can be independently managed deployed and there is very minimal like no uh, without any of the like you know usual challenges that we have right and uh, uh, the traditional popular products that we have here are uh, like you know we have the uh, rabbit mq and in the cloud world we have the sns sqs and google pubs right so these are the popular products that are actually having the uh, like you know pubs mechanism right and some of the characteristics that we can think about is uh, these messages that we are actually uh, like you know pushing it to a certain permissible topic right so they cannot be read more than once right and then in some cases you will not be able to replay these messages right so once you process the messages from a, a like you know topic then you will not be able to handle it right so that is also one of the reasons uh, why uh, we probably have multiple queues and uh, like you know each of these queues will be subscribed by one particular uh, like you know uh, subscriber and then they will be able to uh, process the message right and uh, the the way how it works is there are two ways in which this can work right so from the main flow right uh, you will be able to probably push it to multiple queues and uh, each of the queues uh, like you know subscriber will listen to it so the other way to think about is we will publish it to one uh like you know uh, single uh like you know uh, for example a processor and uh, they will be able to publish it to multiple queues right so these are the two patterns that we have right and uh, now the time back to the previous use case that we talked about right where in a new user is created right so what happens is that uh, the uh, once the user is created instead of directly calling this backend system asynchronously we will put messages into the queue right and then the queue will be uh, like you know listened by various subscriber and then they will be able to go and process those messages that are available in the queue right and uh, let's say for example we have a challenge here right so we may probably have five queues and then if you want to add to the sixth queue and seventh queue in the future those are also going to be challenged so instead of that you probably publish it to a certain topic right and then there can be multiple subscribers who have subscribed to the topic and then they will be able to receive all that so that if you have a sixth subscriber seventh subscriber coming in they can also be like you know add to that particular thing and uh, you know there are different patterns that we can actually think of even for a more complex scenario but essentially this is how it works here right so we have the this is the first pattern now the second pattern that we can think of in an event driven architecture are the stream processing event driven system okay so these are essentially logs so what happens here is that uh, unlike the uh, previous pattern 
wherein events are uh, like you know essentially treated as a queue and they are transient in nature here events are treated as logs and uh, these particular events are becoming a system of record in some of the use cases like you know event sourcing and uh, so when i talk about that so what it, what happens is that the events get stored as a uh, like you know long or big history of all the different things that has actually happened and they are stored as a logs so when i say log what i mean by that is like you know we can think of it as a version control right wherein every commit that we make uh, to the version control system it is uh, recorded as a event and it's considered as a log right and then if you want to uh, like you know replay all the things that has happened you know the same can be is possible right so this is the fundamental difference between queues versus treating events as a queue versus logs okay and uh, traditionally what happens is that these uh, event brokers right that kind of stores these events they are persistent okay and uh, they are a persistent event stream and are never de deleted so the event store becomes the principal source of truth uh, the log of all the commits is basically the event store right to give an example right so uh, this is the event store is uh, again the like you know even in a typical database right so whenever you write any sql query internally there is a log that is generated on what are the various queries that were uh, like you know ran and what kind of updates were done to the whole system right so so what happens is that so we have the logs and we know that it's basically uh, persistent in nature so there are various uh, subscribers who can uh, go and uh, like you know look for new uh, events in the uh, logs right and uh, once a particular uh, subscriber is uh, reading the information from the uh, logs what happens is that the uh, data will be not deleted we will still have those information in the uh, event log right so that is one uh, major difference that we can think of in a uh, like you know uh, event stream processing uh, kind of a scenario okay and uh, the other part uh, the other uh, so so the other way to think about is like you can also reread the particular uh, like you know uh, logs so it's not like you know you can only read once and then you will be deleted it's not the case right and the other uh, way to think about is you can also replay the entire uh, thing as to for example there are a lot of events that are there in the event log and if you want to play it from a certain point of time say i want to go one month before i want to go two months before and uh, I, I want to fetch the all events that also is possible right in this case of a uh, like you know architecture so uh, now just to play it back right so we have the previous uh, uh, use case wherein uh, like you know we have a user uh, who is newly signing up to the system right so we have a new user so in the previous case what we talked about is like uh, we kind of push that messages to a, a queue as a topic and then there will be various subscribers to it right but in that architecture so if there is a new system that is uh, kind of coming in 
so they will not be able to kind of get the past data right or they cannot go in point to understand what happened right so that is one particular information that will not be available in the pub sub mechanism we will be able to only get data once the like you know uh, once the thing is set up right they will not be able to go there but in case of the uh, like you know even stream kind of an architecture so let's say take the same case right so whenever a user is getting created right so instead of pushing it to a queue we kind of store the details of the particular uh, like you know events like whatever user is created right on a uh, log stream right so the data will be always available and then there are subscribers who can subscribe so on day one there may be one or two subscriber who is kind of taking a note of all the events that are triggered for whenever the user is created right now let's say for example we have 10 uh, like you know uh, users created so there are 10 events and then there are two subscribers and they all fold that information uh, and then they are able to like you know uh, complete the integration now one month later a new backend is actually coming let's say for example we have a etl system uh, some analytics system, uh, system that wants to like you know get all the user details right so what they can do is uh, at this point of time there may be 100 users created right uh, over the last one month so from this new event log they will be able to go and fetch all the events okay all the 100 events and then they will be able to go ahead and do that right so uh, the logs become uh, the single source of truth for all the uh, like you know systems right and we can go and replay the whole thing say for example there's a failure and then they need to uh, run it right also for example these are all persistent right? let's say for example there is a back-end system that is down for a certain period of time probably one week or whatever it is right and then they know they have processed this uh, till that a certain point in time let's say for example one week before or 10 days before so they can come back and then replay from the place where they left it before right because the data is going to be always available so we will be able to go ahead and do that right so this is the other uh, ways to implement the event-driven architecture right uh, so to just conclude right so the two different patterns that we uh, talked about uh, like you know messaging is basically uh, the heart right and the way how the messages can be done one is via the queue the other one could be a log that uh, like you know it can be used That's for each both uh, like different use cases we probably use a queue versus a log uh, kind of a thing right so what are the products that are available for let's say for example this kind of architecture right uh, we talked about the log based uh, ones right parent so the the storing of all the events right in a, in a as a log is what we call it as an event sourcing because we are able to source the events and then in a one common place right and the popular products that are actually available for this architecture are uh, the well-known open source one like apache kafka and we have the aws kinesis and in azure also we have the azure event hubs okay so just to conclude the two different things so uh, one uh, so the both of these are these two different systems can be used depending on the use cases right let's say for example you uh, uh, we'll look at uh, the details of the use case uh, shortly so what are the different use cases in which 
we may use probably a, a like you no know, pub sub mechanism this is the event log right so whenever we want to kind of integrate between uh, two different systems or applications uh, uh, using the enterprise integration pattern then uh, messages or the queues could be a good one right so we are able to get the uh, like you know uh, decoupled architecture and uh, the events can be processed asynchronously and uh, it will make these systems uh, self sufficient and each of them can be deployed in its own ways right so typically if you want to integrate different parts of the same system or uh, probably different systems as well and we don't want this uh, like you know uh, events to be retained for a really long time for any other purpose uh, like you know down the lane then this is could be uh, like you know a good solution right and these the have limitation on how much it can scale as well so this is how the use cases are typically like you know application to like you know integrating between the application and outside of the application and to have these information transient for a certain time and once it is processed it may be removed right and then these things are lightweight etc so these are the uh, typical use cases right and if you want to go about the event processing route right so those the traditional use cases over there are iot right we have a, a lot of sensors that kind of continuously keeps on sending the data right every minute or every second and these information has to be stored right and then here we have the scale problem because there may be millions of sensors that is killing 10 millions of data if all the time right so we need a way to efficiently store this events and then probably process it later right and that is where uh, the iot uh, the click stream event site right? in e-commerce site you go and actually like you no know, click on every product and we kind of take a note on what are the products that the user has viewed etc right so these are the uh, like you know use cases typically using the smarts uh, uh, like you know devices right which is pushing a lot of data and you get a stream of data it's not just for one particular request right like a user new create new user creation it's not that case it could be continuously uh, recording the speed of the car and then the location right so those are the use cases in which the event driven processing of big data sets can actually happen and it is also like you know real time so in the previous world what happens and i talked about in the data integration part is that the etl jobs would be running once in a day or you know uh, like probably once in 6 hours but uh, nowadays right the business intelligence they want all the data to be real time it's not just you know at the end of the day so they don't want, they want that particular uh, like you know information available so that they can make better better business decision and in those cases like you know these kind of architecture will be actually very very helpful so there is a stream of event that is always coming in and storing that information in the event logs and there can be any kind of you know subscriber who can pull the data in real time and see what is actually happening right and then takes a business decision and that is the use case for uh, like you know the event streams uh, that we were actually talking about so we discussed in uh, like you know in detail on what an event driven architecture now we also look at uh, some of the advantages right so as we discussed earlier so we all these particular architecture right they can scale and fail independently uh, since they are decoupled uh, that is the main advantage that we are getting 
and in some cases right we uh, don't probably have to poll the tenfold uh, like you know systems to see whether there is there are any new updates available instead of uh, polling you can have a push based mechanism so it's going to consume probably uh, less network bandwidth and uh, you know cpu utilization right so a pub sub mechanism you don't need to continuously go and check for new events so the publisher itself will like notify you of new event and based on that you will be able to uh, like you know keep it as such right and uh, the other advantages are that in the event streaming scenario right when there's a huge set of data is coming and we have a problem of scale as to how to ensure that they are all persistent and uh, no events are missed out so those are also the other uh, like you know advantages of going with this uh, kind of scenario right with the event driven architecture and what are the problems right so this is something not just with event driven architecture but uh, since these are all uh, like you know asynchronous process right and it may be a bit difficult to track what is failure what has failed right and if there is a situation wherein we need to probably roll back right now let's say for example we have a, a downstream system and uh, that is asynchronous but that is also probably something that is very critical and uh, like you know uh, it's not actually like you know able to process this particular event and then we have a problem then to roll back in generally not just in an event of an architecture but any case the rollback could be a problem because we need to uh, like you know uh, ensure that it's actually happening in multiple different systems right the other thing is like uh, like you know in asynchronous uh, events right so we'll have this uh, concept of transaction wherein you know you a certain event or a certain operation would have five different things to be done and in any uh, like you know let's say for example if the fourth operation is failing then it's all part of the single transaction and we can easily roll it back right and then we will be able to like easily manage but in case of an event architecture that is going to be very very difficult right and then a testing perspective also it can be a bit challenging uh, like you know because uh, these are all separate systems right if you want to do an end-to-end -end, uh, like you know testing you probably have some challenges right so so most of the advantage the disadvantages that we have with microservices so this apply to an event of an architecture pattern as well right and uh, so these are these are the uh, like, you know, main advantages and disadvantages of the event of an architecture right so just to conclude so we kind of discussed on uh, like you now what an event driven architecture is with a use case of a new user being created in a system and what are the ways we can actually handle it like you know one pattern could be the pub sub mechanism wherein these particular new users are getting added to a, a like you know uh, to add it as a topic to a queue and then you know we are able to process it and these are temporary in nature so the other way is like event streaming wherein you know all these uh, events are stored as a log and then different subscribers can to, uh, go and fetch that information these are all like you know permanently available and you can replay this right and we also looked at the use cases where are the use cases like you know for application integration is main use case for a, a queue based system whereas uh, internet uh, of things right since uh, smart devices or that is pushing a lot of data every single minute or second and we have a scale problem and we need it to be rated um, like you know more than once and you know we want everything to be in real time so for that we have the event stream kind of an architecture and we also looked at the uh, like an you know, advantages and disadvantages of the uh, like you know event driven architecture right i hope you found this useful thank you see you in the next episode